yo, I uh, I got to keep this kind of quiet, and I'll keep it brief, because I am. Good morning, by the way. Thank you for listening. I am uh, on on location this weekend. We're in Ohio, in my hometown of Conneaut, Ohio, for something called Perch and Pilsner Festival. We're doing a googly almo sauce booth. Also, we're here for a meeting with the local priest and deacon because a few weeks from now, we're coming back and uh, getting Leo baptized here in my hometown, too. But I'm being quiet because it's early in the morning, and I have a sleeping wife and a sleeping toddler. And if I wake them up, I will be executed. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. (laughs) So, quick intro. Don't worry. The interview itself will be of normal volume. That was recorded actually prior to Labor Day with Dario. Great guy. Love Dario. Two quick notes before we get through this brief intro. First of all, thank you for all the love on the Grow New York thing. If you don't know what I'm talking about, last episode should fill you in. Uh, second of all, um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, second of all, thank you for the love in general on the podcast lately. Numbers have been up a little bit. Um, I'm not a huge numbers guy on this podcast because I just wanted to be fun, but I'm not going to lie. I peek. I peek. I look. You know, and uh, and and we've always had what I thought to be impressive numbers, but uh, then we plateaued for a long time, and now we're we're kind of ticking back up again. So, thank you so much for everybody. I think there's a handful of new people out there, and I thank you for listening. Uh, one unique thing about this podcast is I'm here for your feedback. Uh, text me five eight five three five zero five seven eight eight. That is my real cell phone number. It is on every jar of our sauce. And I'd like to hear from you as to uh, what you want to hear on this podcast, who you want to hear interviewed, okay? All right. I think with that, um, let me make sure I didn't wake anybody up. And let's get to the interview. Ladies and gentlemen, the great Dario Joseph. God, this is one of the more embarrassing moments of my broadcast slash podcast history, Dario. So uh, basically, we're recording this podcast on the Refined Taste podcast equipment because uh, I was scheduled to do a podcast with you and called you about 10 minutes before the podcast and went, hey, uh, I don't have any of my stuff. It's <laughs> like, this is literally probably one of my better fuck-ups ever. Uh, nah, you have okay. to do all the work. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. No, I mean, I just push a button. That's all we do. I got kind of lucky in the sense that I happen to be uh, doing a podcast with another podcaster because you're just like, sure. And you have a nicer, newer version of what I have anyway. Yeah. So it kind of should work, but like, oh my gosh, just horrifying. Ah, uh, no, Ugh. no. I mean, uh, we wanted to get it done, right? So no problem. You ever do I'm that? Gonna like, I'm going to push it off. Be like, no, it's not happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, like I need to, uh, did you, have you ever had a situation like that? Like, have you ever, 
I don't know, booked like my like University of Miami and showed up and or, and thought you were going to Florida and then they're like, no, no, this is the one in Ohio, Miami University. <laughs> no, I'm trying to What's think. I, not yeah, not that crazy. I mean, that would be <laughs> unless I was in like Miami, Florida, and then I honestly wouldn't be wouldn't mind because it's way better than Miami, Ohio. But uh, <laughs> I'd be like, oh, no problem. I mean, I made this mistake on purpose. Uh, but you know, like I've had things where. Um, I realize it's like a clean show or something. You can't talk about this right, right 30 yeah, seconds yeah. before you go on stage. <laughs> and that's all you think about. <laughs> you ever blank on stage? Or, I mean, is it such a... No? Yeah, you're yes, on your head? Yes. like Where you're just like, oh, shit. Like, where's where am I going with this? Where's the punchline? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. I, um, I actually... <laughs> I did uh, a TV spot. Um, and I think I was, I was promoting um, something that used to happen at uh, an old theater... Um, the, the space, it was in the Hungerford building and, uh, it was, they would this time of year, actually, they would do a fallback fest, right? It was like early November and it was, you know, around the, the clocks falling back and it was comedy, all comedy stuff. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I completely, when I went on the TV, they, they, they were like, oh, Dario's one of our featured comedians. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do a joke. A joke I've done, I don't know how many million times. And I get up there and I'm just like, I don't know the joke anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, how's it go? Somebody tell me. <laughs> Wait, is this live? Oh, it is? Okay, well, it's going to stink. <laughs> Uh, uh, we we had Jackie the Joke Man Martling on the Brother We Show once. Yeah, and he started to reference that you know he's get he's he's sort of famous for having like every joke ever memorized. Right, right? he knows like ten thousand jokes off the top of his head. Yeah, and he started talking about how he, he he does regional jokes. He even can go to a certain area and make jokes specific to that area. Like he's wow. got that much memorized. Yeah, and then I said something to him. There's like an Ohio joke because I'm from Ohio. And there's, um, so I'm going to fuck it up in front of you too. Jesus. Okay. So there was, I asked him, I was like, what's the difference? But, oh, I know what it was. Where is engagement Ohio? And there is a Dayton, Ohio and a Marion, Ohio. So uh, the joke is, where is engagement Ohio? It's right between Dayton and Marion. And yes. of course it's a dad joke, only even partially funny. It's like 10% funny in Ohio only. And I started to tell that to him because he was saying how he likes regional jokes. Yeah. And right in the middle, I just blanked. Uh, I was just like, where's Engagement Ohio? And he's like, where? What's the point? And I just went, uh, uh, I'm sorry. I don't. <laughs> and he looked at me live on the air. A legend from the Howard Stern show. Yeah. Sitting across from a legend in Rochester, Brother Weeze. And Jackie the Joke Man looked at me and he went, you know, we never get that time back. <laughs> that time that you just <laughs> spent... Yeah, you took None that of from us, everyone. You right? just took that time. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's one of those jokes that you know doesn't have a punchline. It's okay. <laughs> We're still figuring uh, that one out. Yeah. yeah. So what you're doing at Fringe is is you're doing you're teaming up with Sarah Shipley, right? Yes. And yes. you guys do like a, a co-headline, essentially. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I would call it co-headline. Yeah. So. That's it's literally I try to, you know, embellish and elaborate the show. But that's that's all it is. Yeah. It's, uh, but it's, it's going to be great. Uh, um, you know, it's not crazy. It's pretty simple. But um, Sarah and I, I think, are, you know, two of the best comedians in Rochester. And we're each doing 30 minutes. And that's the show. Yeah. 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 Is it going to be your usual stuff? Are you debuting some new stuff? A little bit of both? Yeah. Well, um, we did. 
the show is called Halftime, right? And this one's Halftime 2, yeah. uh, the half being the 30 minutes. And uh, the first one we did over at uh, Comedy at the Carlson uh, back in March, uh, we sold it out and we both, same format, we had somebody open the show about 10 minutes just to warm up the crowd, basically. Uh, comic Mike Peters, he's great too. And um, this show, uh, I'm doing completely new 30. So Nice. Uh, from, Have you worked it out anywhere, or is this like first time in front? Oh of no, and yeah. So over the last couple of months, basically since um, the last thirty, uh, you know, I kind of had sights on doing it again, and yeah, I've been just kind of building uh, up the material and just working it out over the last couple of months. So there's yeah. been plenty of shows in between and just tweaking, and I'm still I'll probably be <laughs> heading on the stage, kind of figuring it out too. But no, I won't. But uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. By the time you put something down, you know, like you, you do a show or or record something, whatever it is you're going to do, is it ever done? Or or do you listen to it three months later and go, I could, I could have just made that just a little bit better. I still, eh, like. Oh, yeah. Does the punchline, a better punchline hit you two months after you've already retired the bit or something? Of course. Yeah, yeah. No, those jokes are, uh, they're always living. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're always uh, adding them to them. So, like, that 30 minutes that I did um, back in March, those jokes uh, have evolved and changed. um, And I've been kind of doing those over, you know, the last couple of months, too, and adding to them and taking things away. So I think they're, uh, you know, they're different, they're better, they're sharper than they were. Um, yeah, and they're, it, it just depends. If something pops in my head, I'm like, okay, that's going to work. I'll add it to a joke that I did five years ago. Who knows? So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you ever bring stuff out of retirement? Bring it back? Yeah, I, I wouldn't say anything's ever really in retirement. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm always kind of in the moment always so if something were to come up or if i go a certain direction or somebody mentions something and i have a joke about it i always have this like rolodex flying through my head and i'm like oh let's go that way you yeah, know yeah. so yeah yeah um even if it's not the best joke or you know and i'll, I'll admit it too i'm like well that wasn't in my set so <laughs> they're not all gonna be winners that's right yeah. exactly i'm like it's a joke so <laughs> no no i mean it, it'll hit but it's just like I mean, it's it's whatever. I'm just like, yeah, it's just popped in my head. So why not share it? You know, how do different different comedians work different ways? I I, I mean, I would assume, but yeah. like, what are the what have you seen on the extremes? From are there comedians that you know who are down to the word? Now, I don't want to say scripted, but yeah. memorized. Like they've fine tuned it to the point where it's the same. Every single show, you're almost like he's going to lift his left hand at this moment yeah. and, you know, accentuate this word mm-hmm. because I've it's just. And then also the other end of the spectrum, are there some guys who are going out there with maybe like two, three bullet points, but knocking out an hour? Yeah. I mean, I'm making that up. Is that true? Is there oh, both yeah. of those things? Oh, yeah. No, no. There's definitely uh, both sides of the spectrum. I'd say like I'm somewhere, you know, in the middle. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes I go out there with no plan and then sometimes I go out there with something I really want to work on and it's tight and I do it that way. But, um, yeah, no, I've seen, uh, just working in clubs and seeing a comedian over a weekend and say like they're working on an hour or something like that. Um, and you'll see the same mannerisms and the same, like, this is the, this is, you know, the, how it goes. Yeah. So it's like certain jokes they require that and it's like the timing and the cadence of it so 
Um, you isn't can't do funny? it any other way, really. Isn't, isn't that funny? I think that's yeah. so true. Like, I think you can use the same words, and, but just alter the cadence the tiniest bit, right? And it can lose yeah. the laugh that it would have gotten. Exactly. That's crazy, yeah. but it's so true. It's so artsy, really. Yeah, yeah, no, totally, it is, and, and it's just like when sometimes when I tell a joke for the first time. I, you know, just doing it for a while and I'm thinking, I'm like, oh yeah, this is funny, but it didn't get a laugh. And I'm just like, (laughs) there's something that I can tweak about it. Uh And what's, what's the problem? Maybe it's the, how I go into the joke. Maybe it's, it is the timing. Maybe it's just this one word that the audience needs to get my idea. And, uh, yeah. And then it's just repetition just kind of figuring that out because it is, it's like math basically. Yeah. yeah. And just be like, oh, well, if I subtract that or add this and kind of tweak that, you know, so then, yeah, then you get your desired result. What about the, the, you just kind of stumbled on the, the, I would almost find this in a way frustrating, but also like a fun game to play where you know, it's funny, yeah, but it didn't get a laugh. Yeah. And so, and you're almost like fuck you guys that was funny like <laughs> yeah. i'm not giving that one up i'm bringing that back tomorrow yeah it's yeah. like does that happen too? <laughs> oh yeah yeah i uh <laughs> i give every joke a couple of chances um sometimes it's me sometimes i just get you <laughs> sometimes know sometimes you're just wrong sometimes just i'm not wrong funny. yeah no I'll, I'll be the first you, to admit you ever that. run it by your wife and she's just like um, I'm not, I don't see it. Yeah. <laughs> or does she support everything just blindly? <laughs> no, no. She's a comedy fan too. Um, she, you know, she's not a huge nerd with comedy like I am, you know, where she's like, I gotta listen to this or I can't wait for this to come out or like that type yeah. of thing. But, um, you know, being with me, um, and my journey and all this, uh, you know, she knows comedy and, um, I do run basically, a lot of bits by her. I have some coworkers that I run bits by and mm-hmm. <laughs> I have like, you know, little sounding boards and I'm like, Hey, listen to this or listen to that. My dad's not a great sounding board. And he's like, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> I'm like, that's where the laugh goes. That, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah, no. Um, she never really, uh, you know, tells me I can't do something, yeah. but at the same time I kind of respect, like I understand yeah. You know, the territory that you don't delve into yeah. as well. Well, do you ever find people are almost afraid to give? Like if, because I have a feeling right now you could pitch me almost any, like any joke. Yeah. And I would probably be afraid to say it. I don't think it's funny. I'd yeah. be like, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. That's uh, hilarious. Like, yeah. do you think that, uh, that that you need a few, you got to have a few people who are willing. And I think probably yeah. the, is it your wife or girlfriend? Uh, my wife. The yeah. wife. Yeah. yeah. I feel like your wife that's like the job of the wife is to be like, listen, I'm the one who's going to be honest with that's you. Right. I'm not hearing it. I don't think it's funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> she tried telling me something the other night and I was like, but it worked. What are you telling me? <laughs> like, she was like, maybe you should do. I'm like, wait a second. We're in the drive through at McDonald's and she's trying to give me notes. And like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm focused on this double cheeseburger right now. But, um, yeah, no, you need honesty. That's for sure. I mean, I think open mics are that because the people in the audience are either comics or there's, you know, complete strangers that have no connection to you. They didn't pay for the show. Yeah. Uh, I think those are good. uh, Definitely honest soundboards. Uh, So if you're funny, you'll get it. Or if they don't like you, they won't laugh at you or like, you know. Yeah. And if you get a titter, you're like, oh, man, that's my closer, you know. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, yeah, yeah. I think the people that I talk to and, you know, I've worked it out over time. 
are honest and they'll tell me be like uh you know eh. i was like does that work and i'm like okay you didn't really yeah, you can tell yeah yeah well, how old were you when you realized you loved comedy i mean i've loved comedy most of my life uh performing comedy is a little different but you know i grew up uh in the summers uh, i'm an only child so i spent you know a lot of time by myself basically and uh, in the summers by myself, my mom would go to work, my dad would go to work, and then on Comedy Central, they would play SNL reruns, like, all day. Mm-hmm. And so I got obsessed, especially with, like, the 90s cast, like the Farleys and the Sandlers and Spade and all those guys. And uh, I fell in love with comedy there, I think. Um, I just loved to laugh, and I, I just obsessed with those, quoting them and everything. Uh, Austin Powers, all that stuff, you know, all the the uh, offshoots of that SNL cast as well. well. When did it occur to you that you could do it though? You know, cause that's a leap in yeah. your head to go from you're watching it on TV to all of a sudden you're like, you know, I can, I could do that. Right. I want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, it started with improv with, uh, uh, improv comedy. Um, I, myself and my then girlfriend at the time, my now wife, uh, we, became huge fans of Jiva Comedy Improv, now mm. defunct, unfortunately. But at the time, they had, uh, you know, they would do, like, monthly shows, all themed. Do you ever go see those? I actually never. No. no? I didn't even know. Yeah. How long ago was that? So I think they, I want to say they disbanded a couple of years ago, two, oh, three years ago. Yeah, oh, not no, that long ago. Oh, no. I don't know ago. how I ever missed that. I yeah. would love to. So they did sketch. You could go and see sketch comedy for the This night? was, uh, yeah, this I was improvised comedy. That. Yeah, and they would do... Wow. Uh, zombie show they do like a romantic show fantasy sci-fi mm-hmm. all different stuff uh, and they were they were great honestly um, you know uh, stand-ups like to make fun of improv quite a bit I was just gonna ask what yeah. the hi- where improv is on the hierarchy yeah yeah, yeah. well they're like I-, I honestly think you know when it's good it's amazing yeah you know that's SNL yeah Right. SNL, I mean, everyone shits on SNL, says, oh, it wasn't, this skit wasn't funny. It's right. not funny anymore. But, like, a few times a season, they create magic, and there's no freaking denying it. Oh, and, yeah. yeah, they flop a few times, but there is no denying. At least, I don't know, a handful of times a year, there's something on there that is, like, gives you the chills funny. Like, yeah. so funny. No, totally. And it's yeah. even more impressive because they're putting it together in, like, a week. Yeah. So that's that's pretty wild that they do that. Yeah, so this particular cast of uh, John Jiva Comedy Improv, they were they were so talented. They had so many people that were just, and they worked well together as a team. It was just like that's what you need for improv. Is like, it's not like stand up where you're up there by yourself. Um, it's a you know a bunch of different cast members, and everybody plays off of each other. They create scenes and. Uh, you know, they, they got funny lines are just out of the blue and they're singing songs and it's just, it's great. Yeah. And, uh, we became like, like kind of groupies, <laughs> not kind of, we were, you know, so, um, Fiona and I, my wife, we, we, we'd go up to them after the show and be like, we love you. We're, you're so amazing. And so we kept going to shows and then we started hanging out with them you know they became our friends um actually one of the cast members was my best man ted limper that's awesome so we became really good friends hanging out at marshall street after and they hanging out and they were just really good people really fun super genuine people and uh so 
I uh, I got interested in it. I took their uh, they did a boot camp. It was like a summer comedy boot camp, and so that was the first time I kind of got on stage. And they, how nervous were you first time? Uh, I don't really remember. Maybe I just blacked out. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> were you not nervous? Maybe you were so no, ready. for I it. think I was. I'm yeah. sure I was. Yeah. I mean, I still get nervous every once in a while, and then you hear your name, you get on stage, and the lights. And yeah. that's it. You know, it, it just washes away. Are you, the, 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 the laugh. I, I would. Yeah. Th- does it go away with the lights or does it go away with the first laugh? Like you get that first laugh and all of a sudden you're like, all right, now we're good. I, I think at, right now, uh, maybe at one point in my career where I'm like less confident. Yeah. Um, I'd be like, I need that first laugh. But right now I feel pretty in control. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like I get up there and even if I don't get that first laugh, I'm like, OK. Yep. You know, like I, yep. I'm still pretty. Uh, in control, you know, I, I did comedy one time in yeah. my life, heavily scripted. I had a ton of help. It was the Tony D brother. Wee's roast. Okay. Yeah. At the convention center. Yeah. And I was on the dais as they sure. <laughs> yeah. So I had a set. I was allowed to go up there with a the set and again, heavily scripted and I had a shit ton of help. Yeah. I was sick to my fucking stomach. <laughs> I didn't eat a bite of food all day. I remember sitting on the dais thinking to myself, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. You know, like I'm just going, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I breathed. I breathe. I can breathe. I can breathe. <laughs> I got up to that podium. I do not know how the words came out of my mouth. I thought I was going to throw up. I thought I was going to open my mouth and I was going to throw up. <laughs> I did the first line. The crowd laughed and it was, it all that went away. It, it yeah. went away. Yeah. And I was, and all of that first laugh, I just went. I'm ready. Yeah, I got this. Now. That's good. Yeah. I remember that it was the, but specifically it was needed. the laugh. You yeah. needed the laugh. Yeah. 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 But no. you're, you're a pro. So to you, it's like, oh, now I'm in my element. The lights are on. I'm in my element. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, I've been doing it for a while. And, um, at this point right now, um, yeah, I feel pretty good. Um, I have, uh, material that's been working consistently. I got, you know, yeah, at least an hour worth of stuff. Uh, you're not going to you panic. Know, you know, like I'm, if I'm something doesn't good. work, you're not going to panic. Exactly. Yeah. 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 How I many got, years have you been doing it then? Uh, 11 years. 11 yeah, years. 11 years. Damn. Wow. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. 11 years. A long time. Almost, How almost old done. are you? Almost done. Uh, almost done. <laughs> How old are you? Am I allowed to ask you I'm that? 34. Yeah. 34. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. That's great. So, okay. What's the, what, I think we've all done this yeah. as a former radio engineer. I'm sure you've done some gigs for about six people before. Sure. Right? Yeah. yeah, of course. I've, I think I've done less than six people for the record. <laughs> yes. Uh, what's your biggest gig you've ever done? Uh, um, I'm trying to think. I've done some colleges that were pretty big. Um, I've done like, uh, you know, some sold out shows that are like three, 400 people. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think if there's anything bigger than that some theaters that's huge though three four hundred people that's huge yeah yeah Yeah. that's great definitely did you where have you traveled doing comedy um mostly you know in new york state um i've gotten some festivals i've done the cleveland comedy fest a couple of times um maybe again this year we'll see um and uh i've gotten down done some in toronto uh let me think. And then uh, 
I spent time in New York City as well, so that was like a majority of uh, yeah. what I did. I love the, the the time you spent in New York. I remember when we were on your podcast, yeah. we talked about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. I love that you went to New York and did it. Like you did it for real. That's fantastic that you have that on your resume, that you got that under your belt. Yeah. I mean, really, congratulations on taking that leap. That is such <laughs> a great leap yeah. that so many people don't take. Right. That it's got to feel so good knowing you did that. That's Yeah, fantastic. yeah, no, it does. And, you know, I, I credit a lot to, you know, my wife that was with me at the time that she uh she was willing to pick up everything and believe in me and do it as well uh, but yeah yeah I mean I don't have any regrets about coming back or doing it um I was there for four years uh I became a better comic I became a better person uh well-rounded mm-hmm. uh you play rooms all over the place there's shows every night um, yeah. And I made lots of connections and friends and stuff. It was great. You know, yeah. it was a, it was a great experience, honestly. Yeah. 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 Um, and what do you do in real life again? The, what's the regular, <laughs> you're a banker, right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a banker. I'm a wealth associate is what I wealth am. Yeah. I, re- yeah. I remember that. Yes. Deal, dealing with wealth. Yeah, that's what I do. Bitch. How much so. money does somebody have to have to be able to? Uh, to <laughs> this is to, the same question you asked this question I, last time. Yeah. I, don't, I don't remember the answer exactly. <laughs> but how much money does someone have to have to go to a wealth manager? Uh, well, we have like different levels, but you know, we have um, financial advisors in the branches, and then you I know, feel like financial advisors for regular people, wealth <laughs> management, yeah, yeah, is for a different level. It's a higher level, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, between houses and hotels and monopoly. Right? Isn't there speaking? Yeah. Comedy, isn't there a comedian that has a joke about like the difference between rich and wealthy or something? Uh, I thought I've heard that bit before. Yeah. I don't know, but like, I don't know. Like, that's this is rich, this is wealth. That's this right, is rich, this is wealth. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, that feels like a whole different floor of the building. Oh, yeah, with keypad access or something. Yeah, you and need a code, you need that, a code. Yeah, they have to <laughs> when you two, make the deposit, we send it to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> two factor authentication or something. Yes, like, yeah. yeah, somebody has to swipe you in, <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yeah, no, it, it's good. It's fun. Um, actually, uh, the, the people that work over there are really good. We got a great team. Um, and, uh, you know, I actually enjoy what I'm doing over there. So, yeah, um, it's not the, the whole thing where, like, I'm dreading my day job. Um, so I can get out and do comedy. It's like, you know, it's fine, you know, and and now I'm actually writing about it a little bit too. So, Oh, nice. Yeah. I got some, yeah, that's the whole thing. Everybody, when they hear do comedy, like, Oh, don't do jokes about me. And I'm like, you're not that interesting. First of all, (laughs) you can't just be like, you got, you got to meet this guy, Larry. And I just describe him, but, uh, I'm a better comedian. You're not going to believe it. Larry told me the other day he went to McDonald's. Listen to this. That's right. He ordered two cheeseburgers. What'd they give him? One oh, instead of two. Larry. Oh, my God. Please zany. tell me people constantly come up to you and say, now you can't share this on stage. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or you know, they, they always have, like, hey, uh, you know, maybe you can use this. You know? Oh, yeah. They'll, yeah, they'll yeah. Run, run some premise or something by me that I've heard about a million times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Wait. Actually, I'm glad you brought that up because that's Oh, you question. got something? No. Yeah, no I, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> let me, let me go no, no. The idea of something you've heard before. How do you know that a thought is original? Are there original thoughts? And it feels like you can't even have original thoughts anymore. How do you yeah. know that something that truly occurs to you naturally right now, that you get on stage this weekend and you perform and it gets a fucking dying laugh, how do you know some comic from freaking South Dakota is not going to be like, oh, I did that joke two years ago? Like, how? <laughs> like, what is that? That well, seems hard. Yeah, you don't. You don't is the answer, I think, honestly. Um, 
And I, I, I think the only way to avoid that is to be as authentic and genuine as you can. Yeah. You know, so um, to speak from your own experience and as closely to, you know, who you are. Um, so it's, you know, different than anybody else, yeah. you know, like, I mean, some people might have the same experience, but they might have this, not the same reaction or, you know, so you want to take an angle that's uniquely yours. Yeah. Um, and the only way to do that is to speak your truth, you know, that's a great answer to yeah. that, honestly, because even in that situation where South, by the way, does South Dakota yeah. have comics? Like, I mean, I think they do. Actually, I think they probably do because yeah. like. I would think Is that, that you Fargo? you would have to you'd have to develop a sense of humor in South Dakota. Like I actually, I, probably, I bet you they have like a, a comic per capita boom. Yeah, in South Dakota, they have one comedian, I think, and he like yeah, he headlines every show. <laughs> <laughs> he just comes into town, and be like, all right, everybody, get to the comedy, <laughs> bring your corn. I don't know what they have out there, South Dakota. Well, but yeah. I think that's a, you gave a great answer to that question though, because. Because uh, it, without it, even if it was the same premise and the same general punchline, it would it would be slightly different. It yeah. would have to be. There's no way it could be the same beat for beat for beat. Oh yeah. And so in which case you would just make the argument. And you would go, well, no. I mean, here's how I came up with it, and uh, like you said, authentic. Right. No. Yeah. Even if we like right now, if something were to happen to us both, right? Yeah. We'd have our own perspective on it. We all have our own thoughts and our own experience with that same thing. And so it would be whatever you say about it is uniquely yours. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Uh, so you just want to, if I were to tell anybody, you know, that's starting comedy and they're afraid of uh, doing jokes uh, that they think are, you know, might be stolen or a premise that you might've heard before. Uh, just, you know, speak from your own experience basically. Yeah. yeah. I know. I, th- I think that makes really good sense. Yeah. So, pandemic comes around mm-hmm. and i have to imagine as a traveling comedian all of a sudden just kind of that yeah. business kind of just temporarily shits the bed oh yeah yeah i and, think you know every artist and like <laughs> musician or whatever it might be has their story yeah. and they were all about to make it too yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's the greatest thing be like okay so it's march 2020 <laughs> Uh, I get a call from Hollywood. Yeah. You're so right. <laughs> I think I have heard a dozen of that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's so funny. I don't really, you know, have that. But I mean, things were going well. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. You know, you know where the they just had the, you know, the Chautauqua Institute where that yeah. guy just got attacked. I had been there like three weeks before and I saw Jay Leno. Yeah. Okay. Do comedy. Uh, my mom was like, a you know, my mom stayed up every night to watch the Tonight Show for years. So how was it? I mean, honestly, like. The memory, my parents just kept talking about his memory because he just did. He went for like an hour and a half and just, it's, there's no really long stories. What's he talking about? It's, all of them are just little punchlines. Okay. It's just, I mean, he's <laughs> telling like 15 to 30 second long jokes. It'd be great if you just did like, uh, you know, like the headlines for an hour and a half. <laughs> he, <laughs> he's just like doing the opening credit thing. This guy must, he must have told 200 jokes up there. Wow, like, I mean, it's impressive. Crazy shit. Like, yeah. I mean, anyway, but, uh, but well, why did I even say? Start telling you that oh because the um what you said about blowing up uh, the guy that opened for him said that he was about to go on his first ever european tour uh-huh, yeah. when covid happens oh, i just man. heard that yes heard that. you wouldn't believe what happened yeah and, and only to me yeah yeah a pandemic yeah 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 i know yeah, things were going well um yeah and uh you know i had plans I, I i came back from new york and um and it was like 
June of 2019. So mm. kind of coming up on a year being back or so. And uh, yeah, I was kind of getting my bearings again in the scene and doing well. And, uh, you know, that happened and kind of sh- it shut everything down, all stages. Yeah. yeah. What about Zoom comedy? Because there was some of that for a yeah. while. And, man, that was that had to that had to have been almost impossible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, there were some comedians that were doing it like a lot. And I was like, really? <laughs> I was like, it's got to be so I, hard. Yeah. I did like three of them. And uh, one of them, I did like a tour of my house, which was kind of funny. And <laughs> I like other than that, um, it was like uh, I was playing to some guy's family that was in Tennessee and they were on a delay. So you'd have oh, to like delay. extra wait between like, did did it just not work <laughs> or are you still waiting for yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, no, um, that was horrible. That was a nightmare. Uh, honestly, yeah, I. I I couldn't do that. A couple of people asked me to do it, and I was like, yeah, no, I'm but did, good. Didn't you create Refined to Taste sort of in the early pandemic yeah, days? Yeah, yeah. Before or prior to Refined Taste, um, myself and another comic, Sean Day, were doing a podcast called Talking Jokes. And um, it was the old idea behind it was to get like our old joke books or premises and things like that and just to like throw ideas out there. And we're like, kind of, is this funny type of thing? And then we tag it and kind of talk through it, uh, which was good for a little bit. Um, but then it became kind of Zoom comedy anyways, you yeah. know. <laughs> and uh, so I stopped doing that and I started uh, Refined Taste. But it, you know, it took a little while to get off. Um, How did you find Chris? The summer was eventful. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Chris, uh, I had knew before. Chris is uh, doing comedy. I had met him through... Um, open mics i think probably boulder coffee i met him and uh, we were at that point kind of acquaintances and um when i came back from new york i knew he was writing he did like food reviews or um for city newspaper and so when i had this idea um and it related to food and comedy i thought who better than him than chris thompson to to join me on this and so um i had reached out to him a couple of months before and Really, I just wanted to like get free food, but um, <laughs> I was like, Chris, uh, you go to these things and uh, they just give you free food, and then you write about it. And he's like, Oh yeah, that's pretty much it. And I'm like, Can I can I come with you? <laughs> I just invited myself. Yeah, uh, I was desperate for friends. Um, <laughs> and so yeah, he's like, No problem, come with me. So we had dinner, and then we went um, to a place that had ice cream. This place, Sweet Miss, it's now closed, but. Um, yeah, so it, it, that was, we call that uh, Refined Taste Episode Zero. And so, we, you know, we talked, we cracked some jokes. It was, uh, you know, it, it's what the podcast kind of eventually became. Is that still a rat? Like, if you scroll all the way back in the feed, is that still posted? Yeah, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's going to be, it'll be on the city newspaper website. So if you uh, were to, you know, throw in the search bar, Sweet Mist, Chris Thompson's article will come up. Uh, there's mention of me in there. Yeah. Yeah, that's, no, awesome. that's totally true. Yeah. That's awesome. I went to Sweet Miss too. I was bummed when they went out of business. That's actually a, a friend of mine. The 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 same guys that own Nantastic. That's right. Yeah, and their yep. father owns Tolly of India. Yeah, and Rebel Pie. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Rebel Pie. By the way, yeah, I had Rebel Pie for the first time about two weeks ago. Uh-huh. That was 
awesome. They do like international pizzas, it's and they've great. got the Indian pizzas, like the uh, mas- like slamming masala pizza. Oh, super underrated oh, pizza. So in, underrated in Rochester. Yeah. That slamming masala is uh, that. There's really nothing like that in Rochester, no. honestly. That's I eat the whole pizza myself. Well, they are. Yeah. They, they do also. They I think the pizzas are. Oh, this is embarrassing that I think this. They is single serve. Not think, I think yeah. they're meant for one person. <laughs> but now, as I'm saying that out loud, I bet I bet they're not. Do I think you want to try to share one, you and I? <laughs> no, I don't think it would go well. Okay. I think that'd be called an appetizer. <laughs> That's right. I'd be like, okay, what's next? Like, you guys yeah. gotta go. Yeah, we're out of pizza. <laughs> yeah, but we had a. We actually got. Uh, speaking of hot topics, we got audited recently. Oh. It's a. Good in a good way, a food safety audit, not a financial audit. Okay. Although I did see that the IRS has hired like tens of thousands of more people and their main goal is to go after small businesses and audit them. Ooh, is it? They're trying to get that PPP money back, oh, right? Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> God. Anyway, but so we got audited and the uh, and the, the goal is we have to buy uh, lunch. So the gentleman who audited us was an Indian guy from yeah. Canada. Okay. And he was like, what do you guys have for Indian food? And I... I immediately I went right to Tali of India. Good thing he asked because you were like, here, oh. here we got you Indian food. So fr- oh yeah, no, you're right. It wouldn't work. Well, yeah, yeah. You'd be like, what? Because I'm Indian. Like, I was so freaking excited uh, yeah, when yeah. he said Indian food because like the rest of yeah. my staff probably I'm adventure. I like eating everything. I, right. Spoiler alert. I don't know if you've seen me, uh-huh. but I'll eat. Okay. Yeah. And so I was like, yes. Oh my god, this is great. So he, so but he could tell the other people in the audit were like, mm. "Oh, yeah. Well, just do they have salads or anything?" And but so he, he, he was the boss. He's so he, like, "Well, he kind of played you're Indian. You're yeah. eating Indian food." <laughs> so he kind of he kind of he you know, he read the room and he was like, "Oh, we don't have to do that. You know, we don't have to do Indian okay. food." So then I was like, "Wait, I got an idea, man." And I brought up rebel pie. Yeah. And we ordered like 12 pizzas for a room full of people. Wow. And uh, oh yeah. That was a hit. It was a freaking hit. But yeah. Sweet Mist went there one time. I love they like made the ice cream in front of you. Great concept. Oh, yeah. it was a great concept. Yeah. yeah. What was episode? That was episode zero. What was episode one? Episode one was um, uh, Cluck and Buck, uh, which actually just opened uh, a brick and mortar. Oh. Uh, so they're out in Fairport. They're right on the canal. Um, kind of get vibes of like, I don't know, like a like a boathouse or something. It's like oh, yeah? literally on the canal. Yeah. So if you Google Clock and Buck, I'm not sure of, of the exact address over there, but we visited him. Um, uh, Tarikonye, his name is. I think he just goes by T. But um, he's, he's an ex-rapper, and uh, he, was, he actually was originally in uh, Fairport Landing. He was cooking out of their kitchen mm-hmm. as Clock and Buck. And it's all like uh, Nashville kind of style chicken, um, pretty spicy stuff. It's all delicious. Now he's got his own place, and it's uh, two years later. Two years later from that first episode. Well, I was gonna say, yep. so you you started twenty twenty. What is this? so? It's August twenty twenty two right now. Yep. September by the time this airs, but um, so you started then. I guess late summer twenty twenty is what you're saying. That's right. Yeah, yeah. We just kind of I probably passed just two years. Yeah. So you guys have become very, very popular. I mean, everybody seems to have heard of it. People love your podcast. Where was the spot in there? Because I imagine episode zero gets like three listens, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's right. Episode one gets six listens. Where uh-huh. was the spot where, where my you... my parents mostly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but where was the spot in there where you felt it, where you were like, oh, shit, I think this is clicking. This is working. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Um, it's hard to say. I'd have to scroll through uh, when we... 
like we got like two likes versus 20 likes <laughs> versus 60 likes you know yeah, yeah yeah and like um it really was uh i think it was a dedication to our social media presence that really yeah um, you guys are great brought with us out thank you yeah um but you know, uh, at that point, since it was the pandemic, we were just doing all the interviews uh, over Zoom. Mm. And the cool thing, you know, it, it's not cool always to do it, you know, not in person, but it was also live. So people were watching us right cool. on Facebook. And I think a lot of people enjoyed that and they were a little disappointed when we stopped doing it. But at the same time, I think the quality of the podcast has gone up and, you know, everything else is the same. In person does beat that. But I mean, obviously, at that time, point in time we didn't really you really choice. couldn't do it in That's person right. yeah but but see it was the best thing you could have done and i think it yeah. did help you but also you guys are extremely likable <laughs> like you and chris are just when i listen to your episodes all i think about is i i couldn't think of a bad thing to say about either one of you guys oh thanks you know what i mean and i mean <laughs> i have diaries full of bad things to say about people <laughs> He's showing me the diaries right now. He's got a stack of them. Uh, <laughs> but with you two, I listen and I'm just like, these guys are just so... Are you, are you looking for things to hate about us? I'm or? just... It's, can you just give me any dirt once uh, Yeah. No, I mean... You guys are really... You just are so likable. I just really think you're both just really good souls, you uh, know? Thanks. Yeah. I mean, it sounds where I'm saying it right to you because I'm not trying to kiss your ass. I really do. I just think of you as just genuinely great people. No, I appreciate it's, that. It's, yeah, I think... You know, it goes to what I was saying about comedy before, um, you know, what people gravitate towards is uh, being authentic. And I think that's kind of not on purpose uh, what we are. You know, it, yep. it's just who we are. And it's if something pops into our head, we're going to say it. We're going to crack jokes. We're going to make you feel at home. Uh, we're going to tell your story and promote you and ask for nothing, really. You know, that's that's all we want to do. And that's what we have been doing with the podcast. And I think, um, you know, we're really happy with uh, how far it's come, mm -hmm. you know? Um, the, the fact that you probably get asked the question all the time, and I think when I was on your podcast, this came up, you know, oh, what's your favorite pizza? What's your favorite donut? <laughs> yeah, what's yeah. your favorite wing and stuff? Those are so hard to answer. And yeah. I think that you might have asked me, like, point blank, what's your favorite pizza in Rochester? And I answered, right? Yeah. And my worst nightmare did come true. I have been dying to tell you this for months. Yeah, okay. Because we, we were over at um, the public market not too long ago, uh -huh, uh -huh. a couple of months ago. Yeah. You and I doing uh, judging. Oh, God. The, the, oh, my God. I've almost have you recovered? That. You just recovered from okay, that. Okay, so, yeah. So, we were judging uh, <laughs> beef hot sauces, like the you know garbage plate sauces. Yes. And these guys, uh, uh, Dario and um, the other guy, Chris Jason. Rock. Uh, Jason. Jason. Yeah, yeah. Jason. Yeah. Rock Foodies are just, you know, the sauce would come and you guys would take just a nibble of it. I literally ate every ounce of every <laughs> sauce that they put in front of us. Yeah. I came hungry. I don't know. I thought, like, <laughs> I very stupidly thought we'd be eating, like, food. But, of course, that was not... Yeah. It was the right thing for us not to eat food. So, yeah, probably not. Uh, yeah, no. You're but just I, throwing them back like they were shots. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but my on your podcast, what I was going to tell you is my worst nightmare happened where somebody who... And I don't think I should say his name. I'll tell you as soon as we hang up. But I don't think I should say his name. I don't even know if he listens to this. I know he listens to yours. Okay. Because that's where he heard it. I don't even know if he knows I have a podcast. But um, so <laughs> maybe I should just say what it was. Well, no. Maybe I'll, I'll tell I'm you. very interested. So yeah. basically, I said my favorite pizza. And I think I might have said Fiamma or Peels on Wheels. Okay. Yeah. Or Fiorella. You know, all the, the main, right? Yeah. You said and one of those. One of sure. those. Something yeah. like that. And then you guys both you know everyone kind of said yeah that. you wrote yours down because you didn't want to be influenced oh yeah that's right that's, that's right. right yeah and then um 
So <laughs> the, the pizza place goes, really? I heard your favorite pizza is Peels on Wheels or whatever. He goes, because uh, you're in here about once a week and you didn't mention us. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and uh, it was, you know, major local chain. <laughs> oh, man. Wow, that's pretty rude. Yeah. He's like, you didn't want to, you didn't want, you had to feel, you had to seem cool, huh? You lost You're your trying sponsorship. To be, yeah. yeah. He's like, you were trying to be cool. Uh, yeah. He was giving you extra pepperoni. And, yeah. Uh, now it's over. Mm, yeah. 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 See, like when you ask me like, hey, who's the hottest chick? You don't say your wife, right? Yeah. So, or you yeah, do. You should have. I think you're supposed to, you right? You probably yeah. should have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because if she hears that, she's like, it's over for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was always a hard question to answer, though. I mean, do you guys have sponsors on your show? Uh, we have one now, um, Karma Sauce. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Oh, my God. Fantastic. Yeah. Very yeah. nice. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, again, back in the radio days, there was a ton of sponsors, and I never like could keep track of who was and wasn't advertising. Right. And, I mean, there's a few that always are, but like I, I stepped in it a couple of times yeah. with, you know... Bringing yeah, well, you're on, just talking, right? So well, especially like, I yeah. did that food and wine show on Wham. Okay, and a couple of times I would have on like a direct competitor of uh, like a main sponsor. Yeah, and that was always a little awkward. Although I will say, and I've shit talked iHeartMedia management quite a bit on this podcast, but one thing where I will have their back is they always defended me in that situation. Okay, because that was specifically a food show, so they were always like, "Look, you know, I don't care if." B sponsors it. Right. If you want to talk about A, you can because the purpose of this hour is right. food yeah. or something. Food and wine show. Never <laughs> talked about wine once. <laughs> Never came up. No wine. No. Hey, you talked about wine before. Yeah. Well, I, we did. Yeah. I think maybe ultimately in like the four years of that show, wine probably a couple times. Yeah. But. I think we did a total of an hour on wine over the course of four years. Food and wine is probably like, it's just like you talk food and then wine about things. But, uh, yes, that's I what mean, I should have. It's probably out there. Should have put I an mean, H in the wine. That's Damn right. It. That would have yeah. been the right move. Yes. Oh boy. I think we got company. I yeah. The doorknob is moving. <laughs> My three year old is trying to get in. That's right. Uh, <laughs> should we let him in? <laughs> he's struggling. Oh, he's yeah. trying to get in. Hold on. Sorry. Yeah. Hi, Googs. Hello. What What's your favorite food? My favorite food is spaghetti. Oh, I like spaghetti. it. Hold That's on. a good answer. What kind of sauce do you like? Googly, um, 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 spaghetti sauce. Ah. <laughs> he was about to give a plug, and then it didn't go that well. <laughs> he started a little yeah. bit, yeah. Yeah. You got some trucks yeah, in here. He's in here to show off some trucks. Oh, we're off the rails now, That's I think. Right. <laughs> I see it, yeah. Leo loves cars and trucks. Leo, can you do me a favor? Can you go tell mommy? Oh boy, now we got a dog. Oh Jesus, we're off the rails. And now we got a wife too. All right. Sorry, but this champion for this truck will gotta take a big speed. Okay, very good, very good. All you right, thought about Thank that you. too. Yeah. Thank you all for saying hello. Oxford, like Oxford's gonna go. Oxford, go with your boat. You don't have any kids, do you? <laughs> not yet, not yet. All right, so I'll leave a little bit of that in, but I'll chop a lot of it, but I'll probably leave at least the cute part where he comes in and says hi. Yeah. And then the screaming as he runs away. His favorite uh, food is spaghetti. Yeah. 
that's that's worth keeping in for sure. Yeah, I got to work on him. Did you see how he almost said Guglielmo sauce? Yeah. And well, then it's he, a hard last name to. to <laughs> he bailed halfway through, and he was like, "Just spaghetti." Yeah. He's <laughs> like, he's very much like uh, most people. He's like, "That's your last name, though." Just yeah. so you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, "No, no." Oh God. Yeah. Anyway, well, refined taste is awesome. I mean, what Thanks. what do you guys got coming up for that? Uh, um, we got some things in the works. Um. It's one of those things, you know, we're, we've been doing it for two years and uh, not to say that, you know, I'm tired of it, but it, it's the creative person, you know, that you want to evolve and change and kind of challenge yourself and do some different things. So that's that's what I want to do. And so um, we've kind of created uh, a partnership with the commissary, which is at the, the Merck on Main. Uh, if you guys don't know that, there's uh, right where the Liberty Pole is, right across from uh, Parcel Five. Uh, there's like a it's like a food hall, and um, right in the back of it, it's called the commissary, and uh, that's for basically um, food businesses or uh, like restaurants that uh, they don't have their own kitchens. They have a fully functioning kitchen mm-hmm. uh, with all state of the art equipment, anything you might need. Um, down to you know jarring and labeling. I, I was gonna everything. say, yeah, they, they they go beyond just prepared food. Yes, there's people bottling out of there. Oh right? yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it's a great thing that Rochester has, and um, we've you know been there multiple times, met so many of their members. The members have been on the podcast, um, the Bold and Gritty. Um, uh, I'm blanking on everybody now. Uh, Le Petit Boutine was at one point before they got their new place. Uh, Biscotti Brewers is still there, um, just to name a few. Uh, sorry about everybody else, uh, <laughs> but we're we've created a partnership with them to kind of um, do. We're going to do a live show um, right at the Merck on Main, and each month uh, that we do this show, we're going to highlight three of their members, and uh, they're going to come on and talk to us live. Great. So it's going to be really cool uh, and different. And kind of like um, like a talk show, I would say. Mm-hmm. So you come and uh, each restaurant each business is going to have uh food that you can try of theirs so you get to experience that together with the audience and then we're going to talk to them and kind of have a an abbreviated episode with each of those members it's a great idea yeah no yeah. i'm psyched for it and um yeah i don't think rochester really has anything like that and i hope people are interested and come out to it yeah one thing you mentioned there that uh i can relate to very much so is the concept of going in and out of of feeling motivated to do this podcast. Right. Um, there are times where I get super motivated for a month or two, and then times where I go through periods of a, a full month where I'm just like, oh, yeah, Ugh, I yeah. don't want to do it, you know. Right. And I've considered quitting, and then I've also at times I'm like, just keep going, you know. And I do, I catch little waves. But you know how some people have solved that is they'll do seasons. Uh-huh. You know, they'll do like a 10 episode season. Right. And take a break. And then yeah. they take a break and yeah. then they come back. And I kind of liked that. I, I don't, yeah. I haven't had the guts to pull the trigger on it yet. <laughs> the, and com- I, the comedian in me can't take a break though. That's yeah, the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and for me, the yeah. entrepreneur in me. Exactly. Which honestly, I feel like the two from a business standpoint right. probably do have some similarities where you just feel like, yeah, but the second I say no, yes. somebody passes me up. Right. 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 Now you yeah. got to keep going. Um, yeah. I mean. Uh, every new gig is another opportunity to get more. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. It's never, it's just about growing as a, a comedian and as an artist. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is the same thing. You know, I want to uh, make it different, make it interesting for our audience. And uh, also, it's it's a great way to 
um, bring a shine on multiple businesses at the same time, you know, so and the commissary, which people might not know about. And maybe they got an idea. Uh, maybe they're cooking in their kitchen and they're like, oh, this isn't working. I don't have this equipment or it's too much to invest in this mixer. They have all that stuff down there. And it's super affordable. Yeah. I, I don't know exactly what the rates are, but last I knew it was like $22 an hour. Right. And they come with coaching too. Mm-hmm. Like if you go, because this is the thing I hear all the time, and I remember being like this, well, I don't know what license I'm supposed to have. I don't know what insurance right. I'm supposed to have. They have people that can answer those questions. For yeah, me. and that's a big deal for mm-hmm. a starting business. Um, yeah, there's been... Uh, businesses that have left there and opened their own places they're all over the city doing you know pop-ups and markets and all sorts of stuff what would you say is the biggest success story out of that place so far i don't want to put you Uh, on the spot i'm trying to think of like a place that maybe started there uh it's difficult i'm trying to think i mean i know at one point karma sauce was definitely there i'm not sure if they still are i know biscotti brewers is all over the place Mm -hmm. um you know she collaborates with people because she does mainly gluten-free things and everybody's looking for that and um she's like you know a local expert and it's great yeah uh alt bar is another one um that was on our podcast that our members there and uh, i see them popping up all over the place and that's important because it's you know it's na options for people and it's becoming more popular and uh oh it's needed you know that that's right i've heard about that yeah that's a great concept yeah no yes. definitely yeah, and they're they're doing it differently. It's doing it they're doing it right. It's like NA spirits. It's not just kitty cocktails, you know. It's not no, yeah, Shirley Temples. And um, listen, I'm not a huge drinker myself, mm-hmm. but I have. I mean, I I've got my vices. I, again, I, I yeah, I'm an eater. <laughs> I'm a drinker too. But here's the weird thing about me: not a not a necessarily alcohol. I drink some alcohol. Don't right. get me wrong, but I love creative drinks. And like I'm, I'm type person. I'll always buy like a fizz soda if I mm-hmm. see one for sale. Like yeah. I just, I love creative soft drinks and coffees and shit right. like that. And like I really love that concept. Yeah. I where are they? are they popping up or they have a, a space? They don't have a permanent space, but I think that's more the concept of what it is. Um, uh, they've had a couple of events at Fuego in the city. Um, I know they've had some at Catbucha. Um, and I know, um, I think Sip and Saver is doing one that's a mocktail uh, event coming up. Um, Sip and Saver, our rival. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, you know, you want to hear nice. the craziest yeah. thing about Sip and Saver? When we walked into this back porch, I told you, you're only the second podcast I've ever done back here. She was the other one. Oh, all right. <laughs> Isn't well, that crazy? Yeah. Well, then we're, uh, <laughs> we're privileged to be back here yeah. on the porch. Yeah. Uh, no, she's doing an event. I think it's coming up sometime in September. I'm not sure of the date, but um, yeah, that, that that's involved with them. And then a bunch of uh, bartenders in the city that are going to be doing uh, craft cocktails. I think it's like a competition type of thing, yeah. which is really cool. Uh, and it's bringing, um, you know, a lot of eyes on that and people that are interested or need that type of thing and still want to be social without drinking. Uh, it's important to find their spaces. So it, it's cool. What are you super into? food you know what gets you excited food wine booze whatever it is yeah uh what is the thing where you see it and you go oh we got to do a we got to do an episode with that person uh one of the most exciting episodes i did um was other half brewing yeah um and it's mainly because uh when i was in brooklyn i kind of became obsessed with them Mm -hmm. so that that's where they started um it's like this hole in the wall brewery that expanded now they have 
breweries all up the eastern seaboard yeah um they're huge now and um but at that point they were really nothing probably in year three um i'm going to meet ted who i had mentioned before he was living in brooklyn too and i didn't know about other half i was kind of drinking beers i guess you know ipas or like you know at that point i'm like oh those are oh they taste like grass type of thing you know and so i go there and i'm meeting him i didn't haven't had it other half at all i get off the train at that station um the g train and uh one of my buddies from childhood is getting off the train right in front of me crazy which is insane because <laughs> new york city that that doesn't happen no yeah even if you live in the same on the same block you don't run into the same person yeah. and so i would go steven hey how are you where are you going he's like other half and because he was a big other half guy too so we go over there and um you know it, their beer is just, I, I think it's probably the best, uh, one, at least one of the best breweries in the country, uh, if not the world. And um, when I moved back to Rochester, uh, they opened their place right out in East Bloomfield here um, for me. Uh, specifically <laughs> I said if I move back this is in the contract you have to open a brewery <laughs> and uh, so I go out there and um, we made friends and uh, we actually uh, did a podcast with their head brewer out there Felipe Higgins and that was that was awesome man it was so cool to you were like a fanboy in this. oh yeah, yeah yeah I said I'm kind of freaking out but I'm gonna keep it together <laughs> yeah but um now it's what I always wanted, so I go out there and everybody knows me, and they're like, "Hey, Dario!" And I'm like, "Oh my god, what a dream!" <laughs> Why is their beer so good? Like, what do they do different? Uh, I mean, I think they um, specialize in the IPAs, definitely. Um, I call them like the hazy, that New England style IPA, yeah. um, the kind of like creamy mouthfeel, and it's just like there's. Uh, they don't taste like IPAs did, you know, in like 2005, 2006. They, <laughs> these are like melon and juicy and like it's unbelievable. Like, it is unbelievable the amount of flavor because my brother-in-law oh, yeah. is a big beer guy. Yeah. And all, he's with you, obsessed sure. with other half. I mean, I know yeah. a ton of people are obsessed with other half. Yeah. And they'll bring the beers here sometimes and they're just packed with flavor. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, there's other breweries doing fine beer, mm -hmm. but there's something about that other half beer just got like a shit ton of flavor to it. I don't oh, know yeah. how they do it. Yeah. Plus, I can only have like one and a half before I'm like done because oh, they, yeah. they're all like 8%, you know? And yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was pack in a, a punch. Yeah. I've been in a couple golf tournaments recently, so yeah. I've been drinking like Bud Light and like yeah. Jenny Light. Yeah, you gotta you pace just, yourself. Yeah. You just can't survive a day of... <laughs> Drinking heavy stuff. <laughs> definitely like, not. Definitely no. Yeah. This is the tough thing. I don't know how the economic. I guess the economics are more of a high margin uh, volume thing with many different people. Yeah. Because really, that is the only negative on the the, the craft beer is it's just like two, and I am already hungover. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I talk with. Um. You know, I work in you know with the wealth. It's a lot of older guys I work with. <laughs> yeah. And I, I tell him, hey, I, you know, I, other half. And he's like, oh, I can't do that. Yeah. He's like, that'll kill me. You know? I won't like, drink anything other than Pappy, 25 yeah. year. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. He's drinking Yingling, I think, you know, <laughs> the oldest. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. I, so that was that was very exciting for me to um, not only 
uh, interview the head brewer, but just because it's other half. And I was just like, this is so cool to to kind of come full circle like that it was like an almost like i made it you know like they're, they're paying attention type of thing yeah because we had to go through like their corporate and stuff yeah. you know <laughs> that was one of the only companies usually it's like i'm di- talking directly to the owner of yeah. the business and i'm like you want to do the podcast and they're like sure yeah. and that's it yeah okay no names because what i'm gonna ask you is awkward okay have you ever done a podcast and if the name is Paul Guglielmo, you can say the name, but have you ever done a podcast and after your words, you just look at Chris and you're just like, what the fuck? That didn't really, that wasn't. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There's, yeah. there's been a few of those. Uh, sometimes, especially, you know, when we um, weren't doing the interviews in person, um, you know, comedy doesn't always translate or it was a combination of that plus they didn't know us. Um, especially early on, they like, who are these guys? Uh, sure, I'll do it type of thing. And uh, if they didn't know we were comedians, um, they would just kind of stare blankly. <laughs> <laughs> and so at that point, I think Chris and I would realize it. And then so it's like, we're just going to riff, know. you know, we're just going to riff off this yeah. and make it fun for us only. So, yeah. oh, good job, Leo. Brought some wafers. Give me a kiss. Oh, you got vanilla wafers? Oh, actually. Wheels. Okay. Wheels. Okay. Vanilla wheels. All right. All right. Okay. We're all right, everybody. We, we, we should wrap. Maybe we should wrap up. I could talk to you forever. That's Darryl. the light. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's okay. It looks like we're getting. Anyway. I haven't eaten yet. Either, I got breaking so. news. Yeah. There's apparently vanilla wafers in this house. That's somewhere. right. No, so they're wheels. My mission wheels, will be to find though. those. Oh yeah, vanilla <laughs> wheels. My mission will be to find those. My wife will hide shit from me, you know. Yeah. Half because I'm a fat guy, and half because it's mostly intended for my son. But the I'll snacks. eat all his shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it's the best. Oh, we got all the little kid snacks That's here. That's so funny, dude. Yeah. Freaking yeah, like fruit snacks. Oh, yeah, I got. Food I think snacks. your wife and my wife would get along <laughs> just based on that hiding food <laughs> alone. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I can't think. Bring things in the house. That's the problem. Yeah. Is that they come into the house and then I will consume them. If they stay outside the house, yeah. then I'm good. But, no, that's a, a lot of people tell you that is a yeah. secret. Don't buy it to begin with. Exactly. Don't go to the grocery store hungry. That's the other one. Yes. Oh my god, makes so many mistakes. If I go to the grocery store hungry, shit ends up in that cart that has no business right. being in that cart. It's embarrassing. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, what did we miss? Anything? Uh, Fringe Fest. Fringe Fest. Yes. Um. Yeah. No. I mean, um, it's gonna be a great show. Um. Yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, if you came to the last one, um, then it's gonna be completely new. Um, so don't worry about hearing the same jokes again uh, if you're worried about that. Or if you want to hear the new same jokes again, then um, come to a different show. Yeah, but I like guess. the guy who's going <laughs> to razz you for hearing the same jokes has probably watched Die Hard 2 17 times yeah. since last year's Fringe Fest. Like, yeah. why, why is he allowed to watch that movie 17 times? But if you tell the same joke twice, he's like, I nah, already heard that one. I don't really get that. <laughs> I'll get like people that like tell me to tell jokes oh you get requests requests sometimes you like that or hate that uh sometimes i don't i mean my wife always wants this one joke where i reference her being a teacher and the whole thing is about me doing chores around the house and her keeping a star chart for me so for every chore i do i get a star (laughs) we keep it on the refrigerator and track my progress she loves that and the teachers love it because it's like you know 
it's being in the classroom type of thing. <laughs> really funny. Yeah. Too. It is a funny idea to track <laughs> tracking your progress. Yes. And then for the stars, I get like kind of sexual favors, oh, but that's, that's the direction it goes. That's pretty good. <laughs> and, uh, so she requests that my dad, um, whenever I, um, I like stop a show and I'm just like, I don't know where, you know, I'm just like, okay, I'm done, but I'll do one more type of thing. You know, my dad, he's obsessed with this joke. Um, it's about the dildo factory and, uh, <laughs> the whole thing. It's, it's kind of, it's completely silly. Right. And it's the whole thing. Uh, the premise is that, you know, uh, I guess I, I talk about in order for, dildos to exist that somebody has to work in a dildo factory and i ask people like imagine what that would look like you know you know if you ever seen like how it's made you know instead of like jars of pickles it's just dildos or it's like that episode of i love lucy where it's just like they're stuffing dildos and you know what else is funny just being that i work in a factory for somebody is in the qa department at that factory yes who has to examine one dildo from every oh, batch that's the last beat of that joke <laughs> to like yeah. make sure that it's perfect exactly because like there's a something called a finished product spec uh-huh. and a qa person has to take one random from that batch right and compare it to the spec and go hmm the vein is yep the vein is popping exactly exactly where yeah to. no yeah. i say that i'm like ah this is a little top heavy i'm like is that supposed to have two heads toss you know, the rejected pile. The rejected yeah. pile. My favorite yeah. part of the joke, and I'll, I'll kind of tell it now, but it it's about <laughs> that I, I say that there's like a town out there that exists because this factory is in business. You know, everybody works at this business. I said, uh, <laughs> if it were, you know, this factory would have shut down, the town goes in the shitter. <laughs> you know, I said it'd be like that town from Jumanji, the shoe factory. <laughs> So this is my favorite part. I go like, uh, you, you go in there years later at that factory and you go and pick up a dusty dildo off the ground and you'd blow it off. <laughs> I'm like, they don't make dildos like this anymore. It's made of leather, you know? <laughs> They're all cheap now. They call them from overseas. That's now. right. Yeah. But you know, like how everything was made of leather. <laughs> Like it was free, like in 1910. <laughs> oh God! Uh, so my dad is—he's obsessed with that. He always wants me to tell it, but it's like I'm talking about my life, and then I do a joke about dildo. <laughs> so it doesn't really fit anywhere. Yeah. But uh, he always wants. He's like, "Come on, do the dildo factory." Do dildo. Yeah. Does he ever shout it from the audience? Oh yeah, Dario, yeah. dildos. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, Dad. Yeah, <laughs> please don't yell dildos at me in public, Dad. Uh, <laughs> I was like, who's that guy? I don't know who that guy is. Arrest him. <laughs> Security. Oh, uh, God. I love that. That's yeah. Good That's good. Pro- I love that fucking premise. Uh, it, it's just, it, it just gets sillier and sillier. And it's just as many times as I can say dildo in a joke, basically. Yeah. Uh, I, honestly, it just. And working in a factory, knowing all the different departments of the factory. Right. And thinking about them, like, ordering the raw materials for the dildos. Yes. And having to do, like, the checklist. The, <laughs> and, like, or, like creating the batch record for the next day's dildos. Yeah. Okay, well, the we're thing is, is that you know that that's happening. <laughs> that's oh, yes. completely real. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, and also, like, how do you hire people to work? They're like, do you have to... you? It would be like almost inherently sexual harassment if somebody's interviewing and you're just like, so you do you know 
you, do you know what we do here? That's right. Yeah. yeah. I guess you just become immune to it. You know, yeah. I, I guess there's probably everybody knows that that's the dildo factory. Yeah. I guess it's not. A, I guess it's true. It's not a secret. <laughs> yeah. They got like smoke coming. <laughs> I don't know. Have why. you ever actually deep dived it? Like, is there like where? Yes. Where are... So the whole joke is based on basically an image that uh-huh. I saw. Yeah. And it just freaked. It just came from that. And I was just like, you know, writing away. I'm like, this is. This is it, you know? Yeah. And so I wrote a couple of different beats to it, and it was just based on a woman in a hairnet <laughs> inspecting a dildo on a line of dildos. <laughs> and I'm like, that's it. That's my joke. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm an artist. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> comedy is art, guys. So, respect us, please. Uh, I like in, in, in being that you, I know you you don't work in like lending. But just also just thinking about the 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 owners who had to come up with the business plan, mm-hmm. who had to go pitch the idea of we're gonna we're gonna do dildos. That's we right. Think, we think there's market space. There's for this. another beat in the joke where I go, you go out to a bar in this town and you see some guy throwing around money, <laughs> and you go, who's that? And you're like, oh, that's old Doc Johnson. He's rich off dildo money. <laughs> <laughs> So I just created this whole town, this imaginary, but it's a imaginary real town. (laughs) Yes, I just love. I just like. I have to know everything about what goes on. I'm not shitting you. I'm googling dildo factory tonight. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Uh, I should record it and just get it out there and just like do a good version of it and just for prosperity. Yeah. (laughs) Dildo factory was my nickname in high school, so it's gonna be a little awkward. That is awkward. Yeah. You have it trademarked? All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did a copyright. <laughs> I think I did the copyright for the trademark. All right. For right. just for Italian foods, though. Uh, <laughs> Not only so it's like open for anything else. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, what yeah. else? <laughs> so we have fun. Uh, I think honestly, that's what comedy is about: is about having fun. Uh, I have fun on stage. Somebody just told me, messaged me the other day. They were like, uh, "I love your stage presence." just your energy and i'm like yeah. that's great you know, i do that's, too yeah that's, that's why i like i love that yeah. about you i you have a good energy thanks yeah i think you do because i you know i i'm having fun you're having fun we're laughing together that's what comedy should be it's it's uh you know we're we're, we're out to have a good time we're all together it's great that we can be together again do you fear at all that one day it won't be fun and if that happens, do you fear that you'll have to be like, I think I might be done? No, I, I I, think the thing I love about doing comedy is that I don't think I'll ever lose it. You know, it's like not, you know, I think my body will break down um, at some point. I'm sure my mind will, but I, I'll never lose that ability to kind of tell a joke yeah. or to crack wise or something like that. Yeah. I'll be like that guy, you know, <laughs> in, in the nursing home, still cracking jokes. And, you know, he'd be like, he's talking about the dildo factory. <laughs> 90 years old. Uh, so, yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy that, um, you know, that I have this, you know, I'm, I'm excited that I have that uh, ability to do it, you know, and, it, and it's opened many doors for me too. It's like, um, you know, just because you, you also have like that congenial personality where like, 
every you know you light up a room people want to talk to you right and uh not just on a podcast but in real life too <laughs> but uh my employees seem to avoid me but everyone they? other than yeah, everybody yeah. else and your wife maybe yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. people who know me avoid me people yes. who don't know me want to talk yeah. but yeah yeah but like uh <laughs> it, it's one of those things where you become very approachable if i can crack a joke when i meet somebody it's like it opens it, like oh you know it, yeah. it, it's that warmth uh, that comes with that. So it, it's it's a skill, but it's it's also, you know, it, it's exciting. It's a, it's like a gift, you know? So yeah. it, it's great. Yeah, certainly. Absolutely. Well, best of luck to you. Thanks. Uh, good luck at Fringe Fest. Thank you. Fringe Fest is, uh, I think it's such a cool event that we have here. And uh, we try to catch a show at least every year, something. So hopefully it'll be you this year. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah, we'll be at the Focus Theater, which is, as I mentioned, um, we'll be at the, the Merc on Main. That's a mm-hmm. completely new theater. That's, uh, I think it's like on the second floor. But it's uh, in the Sibley building, a brand new. It's just actually opening, I want to say like next weekend, they're doing the grand opening. So it's going to be fresh theater. Yeah. Are you gonna, with, that, with the refined taste commissary thing that you're going to do, are you going to do live audiences at all? Yeah. yeah. Oh, are you? Yeah, we're going to have live oh, audience. That's yeah. awesome. So we're going to have like 30, 40 people. I said, you know, imagine, uh, you know, Rachel Ray without the actual live cooking. But it's just going to be like that. Uh, Chris and I sitting up there with the guest, us talking, you know, playing off the audience. There'll be a Q&A at the end. Uh, we're really excited about it. I think it's going to be fun. And I'm happy that, you know, we're able to do things like this now. Yeah. You guys did a show at the uh, Little Theater once, too. That's right. And that was so cool. I, I and it Actually, I think it was uh, on the marquee was maybe the first time I ever heard of your podcast. Yes. I saw yeah. that and I was like, I was like, oh, my God, that's awesome. And then I like listened to a bunch of episodes. And I was like, and I, I, had, I knew of you. Yeah. You know, I don't think I knew Chris, but I knew of you. And uh, listen to the episode, and I was just like, "This fuck, thank God!" You know, and then I just binged the shit out of <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was so cool. That was uh, I was another uh, kind of unbelievable, like, "Oh man, this is this is like not real life" type of thing. Because you know, I grew up going to the little theater. It's such a Rochester. Uh, it's so Rochester. It's it, it's a thing. You know, it's historic. And we we're on the marquee. Our goofy faces were up there with our names. You know, it's so cool. So that was that was really fun to do. Uh, this past summer, we actually did um, we did like an opening for Burger Night too at the Little Theater, which is really fun too. Cool. So we're, we're you know we're still involved. We're doing different things, uh, and we want to continue to uh, you know keep changing the game, yeah. keep doing different. You know. I just thought of a new bit for this podcast. Okay. I wonder if I could just. I think from here on out, I'm going to just keep them going as long as I can and see like. Maybe the new podcast name is called Tap Out, and it's at what point does the guest look at me and go, all right, well. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, we're both talkers, so I don't know. I mean, that might be a tough one. We'd have to bring order in food, maybe. And <laughs> I think your son would worry about you at one point. You know, I'd be like, where's daddy? Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but right. yeah, no, Paulie, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you. Thank man. you for actually. So just, uh, again, <laughs> to bookend this. Uh, Dario showed up with the recording equipment and now has to go back home and like get this file off of his Zoom and send it to me. That's okay. Yeah. So just thanks for doing my podcast quite literally. Oh, uh, yeah. No worries. Uh, Could you just edit it all together? <laughs> yeah. No, I'll uh, I'll cut it up and 
um, no, don't. Yeah, no, no. I'm kidding. I hope you know I'm kidding about that. No, yeah. I hope you know I'm kidding. <laughs> um, thank you for doing this, and thank you for bailing me out. Literally, what happened was I put my backpack in my car with the idea being, oh, well, I'm going to see Dario today. I should have my backpack on me no matter where I go. Yeah. Then I forgot I had a freaking oil change, uh, and like literally, as soon as we hang up these mics, I got to go pick up my car. Uh, okay. And then I shit my pants when you were coming over. I went, oh my god. Did you, you didn't literally shit your pants. No, yeah. no, not tonight. I've done that a few times in real life. Yeah. But not tonight, luckily. Yet. Let's just say yet. Oh, uh, yeah. The night is young. Yeah. What time? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. yeah. No, I, it's no problem at all, man. So, I in an stuff, effort to make so. sure that no matter what happened, I would have my shit on me. Yeah. I literally don't have it on me. I mean, think about how, like, what a cluster freaking dumbass I am. I mean, you. <laughs> I appreciate the effort. You were thinking about it, but then, you know, things happen. So. <laughs> I guess so. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks again for doing this. Best yeah. of luck with your fine taste. Best of luck with French Fest. Thank you. I'll be watching you. I'm a fan. All right. I guess that's it. <laughs>